Are you kidding me? And half of that was you just bastard. Improv. Did you do that on purpose? No. Did you do that on purpose? I didn't do that on purpose. Oh no. my god, I'm so mad. I am also mad. Guys, Everybody, you missed Matt, so much. Matt was not recording. Matt was not recording when we started this podcast, and he just rapped at me like he did a Willy Wonka rap for a solid minute, and he didn't record it. <laughs> he didn't record it. No one. Jackass. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> I will know. I have to live with this. Oh, guys, now no, I have totally to live alone? Up. She totally How made that How am I going to explain it to a therapist if I can't even have them listen to it? <laughs> I'm going to gaslight everybody now and say that that never happened. You know, usually when people oh, gaslight, they don't announce, I will be gaslighting you right now. That doesn't usually happen. It right. happened. It happened, and I will never be the same. <laughs> the world will never know. <laughs> it was on. It was on time too. Like y'all missed it. Like it was. It was cringe, but it was so on time. I've never rapped so well in my life, and now we're all cursed to no. No one has heard it except for you, Lex. You're the only one. D's gonna demand to listen after this. <laughs> <laughs> and who am I to deny her? Who are you to deny her? That <laughs> I'd do it again, but you'd hang up. You would absolutely hang I up. Would. I would. You're like, nope. Click. I don't know. At, I don't know at which point we started recording, but as I said, I will go on strike as well. <laughs> I will join them. I will walk out. <laughs> and I couldn't blame you. Hello, everyone. This is Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. <sighs> Hi. And uh, yeah, we're we're already already regretting coming back from hiatus. So here we are. Yeah, we're back. We're and back. It's as the quality is is still the quality it is. You know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thanks for the people <laughs> who stuck with us. <laughs> Rider dies. The whole world is going to see Beyonce and Taylor Swift right now. You know, I got I gotta give props to these incredible women in the industry right now. There's there's things we could talk about that are still very, uh, you know, ethereal right now that we don't want to believe. We won't talk about that. Um, but we will talk about- I will about, say the ethereal stuff, um, I, I kind of believe. Well- There's been enough corroborating. I don't want it to be true, but I I don't want it. it to be true. But let's, let's talk about some amazing things that- uh, two of two of your favorites are doing right now. Beyonce, when she came to Chicago, and apparently she does this in every town she goes to, she came to Chicago mm -hmm. and she hosted an event for black business owners in the city. Not only that, yeah. they got to spend time with each other and and you know benefit from the company of other successful uh, African Americans in the city of Chicago. Uh, some of them even got a donation uh, to their businesses uh, in the sum of ten thousand dollars each. It was Damn. an incredible time. They got to spend time with uh, Michelle Williams. Beyonce, of course, is always prepping for her show. So she didn't have time to uh, sit down and, and dine with them. But she did, you know, make sure that a Destiny's Child really? was in attendance. So that was cool. 
And uh, quick I pause. Just, yes, yes. Do you always think of the the joke from Abbott Elementary where she doesn't know like who the real person is? So the lovely, talented Michelle Williams, and they're like, yes. "Which one is it?" Like, the, like I think of that every time now. Absolutely. I you know Michelle. I don't think a day goes by that I don't think of um, Abbott Elementary because the show it diver- it deserves to be on the forefront of your minds. And honestly, it's, it's one of maybe only two good shows on ABC right now. So <laughs> I don't really watch anything else on ABC. Honestly, I keep telling you wonder years should not be slept on. There was no, a- no, no. It, it, I, I promise wonder years is not for lack of interest. It's just, I haven't gotten around to it, you know? Yes. Yes. I, I want to finish giving props, but there was a moment on today's episode that immediately validated my investment in 22 minutes of watching that show today there was mm-hmm. a little girl that came over, Dean, uh, the main character. She she came over his house after school to plead with him to be in this production of Peter Pan that they were putting on. And she's like, you know, the mm-hmm. whole cast needs you and everything. And it's just him and her, you know, the classic trope of the two kids standing in the doorway talking to each other. And then the mother walks yeah. up and she, behind them and she goes, all right, I've let this go on long enough. Now, Dean, you get in the house and little... Um, uh, unaccompanied white girl who has nobody here <laughs> who can account for her. You need to go home. Goodbye. She slammed the door. Off. <laughs> I'm like, that's Man. really funny. <laughs> is it, is it supposed something. to exist in the same universe as the original wonder years, or is it a complete reboot? I'm going to let you know. Uh, I've, I've been keeping it close to the vest for a while now, but yeah, it is in the same universe. So it is okay. still, if you want to look at it from that angle, yes, these are still the wonder years. So it counts yeah. as just a, a spinoff of the original, just with, uh, yeah, you know, just showing that happen. other side of like, of life. Yeah. Like, but there, there a very- is a, there is a distinct moment in the show where they let you know, like, yes, this is the same universe as the original. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> ben Savage shows it. No, he doesn't show. Uh, <laughs> that would be really funny if they like found old footage of Ben Savage and just, and just had him like <laughs> superimpose him, like, but in a really bad way, like the new Flash movie or something. That would be so awful with the Jets and everything. I just want him to be the age yeah. he is now to just show up wearing that Jets like letterman you- jacket. Yeah. Did you always want that jacket, even though you didn't give a shit about the Jets? Because I, I did. did. Yeah, I was, it looked it looked pretty solid on him. I wanted that. It was a great jacket. That was a great yeah. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved Letterman's jackets as a kid. I was fascinated with them. That should have been an indication that I was really gay. Because <laughs> I just, I was like, I was obsessed with a Letterman's jacket. We're going to put a bookmark in that so I can finish the <laughs> two... Women in the industry that I was celebrating. Uh, the other one, of Sorry, course. Sorry, I'm a woman in the industry as well, so I needed <laughs> attention, clearly. Continue. <laughs> Taylor Swift. She mm-hmm. decided to give the truck drivers uh, who have been driving the trucks for her era's tour $100,000 bonus each, which included accompanied, was accompanied by a handwritten letter thanking them mm-hmm. for all the work they've put in. Um, this is unheard of. It's amazing. Right. And for half a second, you know, as we're all playing the lottery because it's hitting a billion dollars all over the place, we all considered getting a, a, a commercial driver's license, a CDL. So we <laughs> can go work for Taylor 
and I don't even need to meet the woman. She didn't have to write me a note. A hundred grand for, for, for that, for the tour. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. I will do that. Well, there was a rumor that it was even more like someone on TikTok. I think she was saying it was like her uncle or something like that, or her dad. Uh-huh. And it was like actually 200,000. And wow. there's also a report that um, everyone got bonuses, like everyone who worked on it. And I think the total I saw on Twitter was like 45 million or something like that. That's great. I like mean, it was, it wasn't just the truck drivers, but I think they got a significant bonus. And, and mind you, these are bonuses. These are on top of what they've already done. Right. And considering how much money she's making on it, that's the right thing to do. You know? I mean, it is, but the fact that she even thought to do that, you know, <laughs> yeah. or her team thought to recommend that she do that, that is um, unheard of. And yeah. I hope that that example causes a lot more celebrities to follow on her footsteps lip service is great but putting it mm-hmm. in check that really shows that you care about the people that work for you yeah I agree. honestly like i mean money's not everything no but we're talking life-changing amounts of money that can really make these people it can improve their their quality of life you know right and and they had to be away from their families for a really long time they had to you know deal with crazy crowds and yeah. a, uh, there's a lot of stuff involved with that. Um, I, one of my dad's uh, close friends from childhood, he actually worked crew in the past for bands and doing things like that. And it's, it's an intense job. Um, he's actually weirdly, apparently he's in the Justin Bieber documentary. Mm. Like he was doing like driving a car or doing some sort of security. I don't remember what he was doing exactly, but apparently he told me he was in that. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm a little familiar with that too. My dad, he's been a commercial driver basically since I've been alive. He's driven taxis. He worked for a livery service. He's been a bus driver. Um, and he was a, uh, uh, was a transportation manager at McCormick place for quite a while. And that's, he was doing that when you met him as a matter of fact. And, uh, yeah, I remember. he's just always, he, he was, a manager there and they, they did them dirty. They did everybody that worked there dirty. When the pandemic struck, they basically laid everybody off um, after putting them on leave and then just hired all new people so they could cut down on costs. So, you know, yep. A lot of companies uh, did that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not being talked about enough. So Mm -hmm. screw you to McCormick place. I mean, it's a beautiful, uh, you know, convention center, but man, they treated the people like garbage. Yeah. Okay, I, I found the actual numbers because I wanted to follow up with it. Okay. Um, so $5 million was allocated for the truckers. Um, an additional $45 million was divvied up for sound techs, caterers, stagehands, backing musicians, dancers, everything. So a total of $50 million was given to the entire production. And That's crew. pretty great. And I couldn't even, I couldn't even be mad if it was just the truck drivers, because I understand. Right. No, 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 I wasn't. But then there was that addition. I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. You know? That is really cool. I mean, like and you said, these people sacrificed they were a lot getting paid. Yeah. Hopefully they were getting paid really well in the first place too. Yeah. I'm sure they were. I mean, you know, you know how bad it would look for somebody like Taylor Swift to be paying people pennies just to, to do their yeah. job and everything. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure just at least for the name alone, they got paid what they were due in the first place. So it's great that on top of that, they get this huge cherry on top. 
Um, so shout out to Beyonce, shout out to Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think in the case of both of them, they seem like decent people who are also around like people that, you know, like encourage them to be good people too. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't get, um, I don't get shitty vibes <laughs> from either one of them. They seem like they would be, they're just massive stars and that must be weird, you know, but they're like, Beyonce is another one who I'm like, she seems like a very generous person. She seems like right. a person who, if you met her just casually and she was just like a person on the street and you didn't know who she was, she would be nice. You lose sight of reality after a while, after you are a celebrity <laughs> yeah. for so long, you lose sight of yeah. what it's like to be a normal person. You know, um, it's, it's like the, uh, the Lucille Bluth from Arrested mm-hmm. Development. Just like what, what could a banana cost or what could a, what could a loaf of bread cost? Like $20, yeah. 30, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where you just lose sight of the little things in life that the normal people have to deal with. So I think it's important that early on when you start to, you know, come up the ladder and become a celebrity, a big time celebrity, you surround yourself with people who you trust, who can help you stay grounded enough to associate with the common person. Uh, Because after a while, it's just going to be impossible until you come crashing down. So it's yeah, better. That's what you're doing with me, and it is not working. Oh no. <laughs> no. You're trying. It's a valiant effort, but it is not <laughs> successful. At least so far. But you know, keep trying, I guess. I mean, hey. <laughs> you just gotta keep on plugging away. <laughs> Listen, it's it's great that they have people in on their teams that can help them to uh maintain that level of um normalcy i'll say that um which i think is great that somebody like beyonce still does associate with uh her her teammates from destiny's child kelly rowland and michelle williams um because they haven't reached that same level of success that she has and so i would argue that they are a little bit more grounded than she is exhibited by the very fact that Michelle Williams was able to attend this luncheon without, you know, being mobbed and, and everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> but to help local um, business owners like that yeah. is really, really cool. Yeah. That says a lot. I've, I've, you know, just to kind of tangentially talk <laughs> about this too. I am, I'm am so pleased that there's a spot in Chicago in the South loop that is becoming a burgeoning section for black businesses. And it kind of just happened under my oh. nose. Um, and it's, it's post pandemic. And it seems like they're picking up the pieces that a lot of these shops left behind when they shut down. So um, the dispensary that I've talked about on here before grasshopper cafe, um, they have a location in Logan square and it's doing great. Uh, the staff is still great over there. I can attest to that. And Anytime I get to tell somebody about this spot, I do. It's black owned and black operated, and it definitely doesn't feel like they're just doing it for show. It's incredible. And so when I heard they were opening up a new location on the South Loop, they they had a preview event that I was invited to. Uh, I was able to check it out, and it's got that same vibe. It's got that same welcome attitude. Uh, so that's that's on Roosevelt, um, on like I said, in the South Loop of Chicago. And uh, they're going to be opening on August 10th uh, to the public. Uh, But for now, they're just doing like a pop-up thing for Lollapalooza. Uh, But right across the street from that is another place I've talked about on here, which is Sip and Savor 
uh, Coffee, which is a black owned. Oh company. yeah, yeah. This guy, he's got so many locations popping up. He just opened up this location across the street from Grasshopper Cafe on Roosevelt. He's got another one that's coming up by me uh, in Edgewater, and I am just pleased, so pleased that he's taking over all these old Starbucks locations where, you know, because they didn't want to support the unions and everything like that, and they didn't want to, you know, do right by the people in the neighborhood. He's like, I will pick up these pieces. I will take these locations and I will make them better. So shout out to those establishments. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to supporting them as much as I can within moderation, of course. You don't want to drink too much coffee. You don't want to, you know, imbibe too much in the other thing. But... No, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have a terrible problem and a bad day. You know, that's how much coffee I want. Ah, I see. You would, you you want to end your day immediately after you start it. Yeah, I want, I want to live in regret and shame. That's how I consume coffee. They have a lot to offer there. They have sweets and other things too, if you enjoy that sort of thing. Anyway, back to the main subject. Yeah, um, it's not often we can talk about business owners doing good by people, and it's it's uh, it's it's a wonderful thing to be able to highlight that. So shout out to them too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, What else? Oh, I started talking about my dad and his 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 love of driving a little bit. So he got invited to uh, Houston to drive in the parade for the Houston Astros uh, after they won the, uh, the World Series last year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He didn't want to make the trip though. He said it was too far for him, but like, I mean, I think he should apply for a <laughs> that's job. That's kind of baller. Parade, you know? <laughs> Be like, nah, that's too far. I'm not going to take that honor. <laughs> He did, however, drive uh, because his company was um, hired out to do this. He drove in the Pride Parade um, that happened in June for the first time, and he <laughs> it was so excited. It was great. He was oh, happy to do it. I love that. Like you know, we were we were having dinner, and he was just like, "Hey, you'll never believe what I'm going to get to do." And I'm like, "What?" And I not not in a million years that I think he would say this because, like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like something he'd be like interested in not that he feels one way or the other but just like it didn't seem like something he'd be interested in but he's like i wanted to check it out and now i get to see it firsthand i get to be in it so this is going to be non-stop like wow all right and he had a good I time love that he wasn't just like open to it he was excited for it yes. that's precious <laughs> that's beautiful like i get to go to that's this thing and I get paid. <laughs> yeah that's the dad we want there yes exactly <laughs> amazing i love that yeah yeah so yeah he's loving life he's he's back to driving again he drives a double-decker bus uh part-time doing tours and stuff so he gets to do his two favorite things which are drive and talk and i'm not being mean he just loves to talk that's just what he does it runs in the family as you can tell so Mm -hmm. we go on (laughs) we go on all All right. right we've got some notes Yes. I, you know, I wrote down that Twitter changed its name, but here's the thing. The logo's stupid. It is. It loses ev- anything charming that it had previously. Yes. It literally, like, tweet is a word in the dictionary. Kayla was telling you about this. Like, tweet is a word in the dictionary that they've literally just been like, uh, fuck that branding, and they're done. Uh huh. Um, 
So I'm like, what more is there to say other than it's really stupid? It's really stupid. Every decision that he's been making, which, you know, I guess to his credit, quote unquote, you could say that at least he's taking all of these decisions on his shoulders. But the problem is, is he doesn't see these as bad decisions. He sees these as good ones. And one of the things that he did is he decided to put a giant neon X on top of the Twitter headquarters building without taking into consideration the the residents that lived across the street in the high rise. <laughs> and Those people, night, who cares? Just a big old strobe effect. They're just seeing this X just flashing all night long. <laughs> yeah, I assume he's going to get sued for that. Yeah, they immediately had to take it down. The city made him take it okay. down. Um, but it just reminded me of the Kenny Rogers Roasters God, episode of Seinfeld. I- I would love for that to happen outside of my apartment, though. I have to admit it because I would be like, I can just see the class action lawsuit money. <laughs> exactly. I would be. I would deal with it. I'd be like, give me some of that. We're talking about a hundred thousand dollars. Give me, give me something like that. Right. You know, my loss. He's good for it. Yeah. So it does seem like we don't actually know. Hmm. How it liquid seems- is that motherfucker? Right. That's what yeah. I mean. I mean, take a Tesla or something. At least, like, he co-opted that brand that actually does something well. So, you know. I don't know. Don't, haven't they had a lot of issues, though, those cars? They've had some minor issues. But for the most part, yeah. those cars have been doing quite well. I see more and more on the road every day, too. It's like. Oh, my God. That- they're everywhere here. And we have charging stations in our apartment building. Or oh. our apartment. Uh, um, what do you call it? Parking garage. And I'm like, what the fuck? I guess because they opened here in Texas. Like, it's oh, a bigger thing yeah. here. Yeah. I love the idea of electric vehicles and eventually I do want to own one. It doesn't have to be a Tesla. That's the thing. It, it, I'd prefer it not be a Tesla. Yeah. I've seen some very well-designed ones. It's just a matter of, I want it to get common enough to where it's a universal plug. You know, I want to get it yeah, common okay. enough where you can swap the battery out. Like you can just go the same way you go get a propane tank yeah. from the grocery store, you can just yeah. swap out a car battery and just throw it in the car, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it some- concerns me. Get, like, be like that's one of the few things that I think being an early adopter is concerning for me. Unless you have money, right, right. I think it's a, it's concerning. In the same way, you know, I wasn't going to be the first person to get a LASIK, and you know, it's the same way I'm not going to be the first person to own an electric vehicle. Don't, uh, also, don't get LASIK even now. No? You're the anti-LASIK? More, the more I've learned about LASIK, the more... Yeah. And I... and I Okay, I will say this, too. I will say this. Uh-huh. Um, Mike Lutz, my father, he worked on those lasers and stuff. And okay. he was, like, the best. And he's dead now. So, you can't trust... <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust these texts. <laughs> I don't trust anyone else. The only time I would have trusted a laser like that on your fucking eyes is if my father fixed it and he, and and he can't fix it. So, you know, if it's not a Michael Lutz laser, I don't want it. (laughs) Oh my God. They told the story at his funeral. Okay. Real quick, real quick. Apparently my dad was struggling to fix this laser he didn't he never wanted to leave he was under stress he had to leave like but he was at the location 
the laser was at like 95%. He was like, I am losing my mind. I don't want to leave this. I don't want to leave it unless it's at a hundred. Uh-huh. I don't want to leave it unless it's, he, he was even like, it has to be like 99. He wasn't going to leave it unless it was hitting that number, that proper out of a hundred, like mm. that hitting that number. And so he's like, I can't get this to work. I can't get this to work. Finally, he calls the manufacturer and he's like, I don't understand what's going on here. I've mm-hmm. done everything I can. I got the laser to 95 and I cannot get it up. And they go, Ew. we've never gotten it past 75. <laughs> the manufacturer never got it higher than a 75. And he was at 95 trying to get it to 100. <laughs> so he was... But yeah, I've I've actually heard a lot more horror stories about LASIK lately. Mm-hmm. Um, it, trigger warning to anyone listening to this, but there was a woman just recently, I think she was a weather uh, person, like a meteorologist, okay. and she had LASIK that went wrong. She ended up killing herself. Oh like, my God. It was, she was dealing with so much pain and so many issues from it. I mean, oh. I, I listen. I'm not obviously not a doctor. It's it's just it's a scary thing that yeah. I didn't realize. Like my brother got LASIK; it was fine. He was mm-hmm. he's great. But knowing what I know now about it and stuff, I'm I'm a little bit more reluctant to even like. It's it's like the same hearing about chiropractors. I'm like, I'm never going to a fucking chiropractor again. Like, yeah. Now we talked a little bit last scary. week about like uh you know just the, the two guys in the microphone podcast or you just sit around and you have these 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 ideas you have these beliefs and you you basically uh offer them up as you know I looked it up I did the I did the research on this so I'm going to offer this up right now um yeah yeah don't do that because like I said it's it's bad that's that's my research yes <laughs> I'm saying do a lot of research and consult. I would consult multiple doctors if you were going to do it. No, honestly, and if you're thinking about going to a chiropractor, maybe don't. Okay. Okay. Like I've seen like, okay, here's the thing about, here's how I feel about the whole situation. (laughs) Let's fuck the notes. Let's get into this. Go. Let's get to, I'm going to, I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit that sweet, soft, super cush middle ground right here and say that, If you are going to get one of these services, whether it be chiropractor, LASIK, hell, even a Brazilian wax, you don't want to go to somebody that's offering the lowest price. Anything, I think. You don't want to go to somebody (laughs) who just learned how to do it yesterday. You don't want to go to somebody that doesn't have a good Yelp review. So, you know, just encompassing what you said, do your research, but not only do your research about the process, do your research about the person performing it. Get some, um, you know, some people who vouch for this person who are verified. You know, the hardest thing that we should do in the world as consumers is is buy a fucking car because that seems to be impossible to do without, you know, somebody just okay. like reaching your hand in your pocket. But the second yeah. hardest thing that you should do is make the decision of who touches your eyes with a laser because that shit's yeah. scary. Yeah. James Bond spent the, his entire career avoiding those bitches. So you don't want to just let any old body, any doctor know, just come at you, talk about, I'm going to fix your eyes. Like, no, man. Am I, is it, is it, 
do you like do you want me to tell another story of a doctor situation my dad had or do you not want me to like i cannot do that i can pass up on that okay well i mean you got to now i mean it's you know <laughs> you queued it up you can't just <laughs> i mean i'm gonna one mute time myself he was working, <laughs> one time he was working with this doctor who was getting ready to perform a surgery with a laser eyes um because my dad worked on different types of lasers, but eye lasers were in, in particular like a specialty that he had for some period of time there. Yes. The doctor is getting ready to fire it up, getting ready to go. My dad goes, stop. He screamed at him and Uh-oh. like literally was like pulling away the laser Uh-oh. because he was about to blind the patient. Oh, yeah. He didn't oh, know what shit. he was doing. No, my dad was like, what the fuck are you doing? And we'll my dad that. and my dad had to instruct him on the problem with the doctor. <laughs> School of the doctor. Please, please. Yeah. All right. You know how you're going to write Superman comics one day. Please incorporate a story where Superman, so. Superman either has to give somebody LASIK eye surgery with his laser eye vision, or <laughs> he's about to do something with his laser vision and he gets stopped by. A, uh, a laser technician telling him that he's doing it wrong. In my version, Jimmy Olsen will be a laser technician. <laughs> oh my God. That's somebody so just come and just slaps upside the head. Stop. What are you doing? <laughs> did you yeah. know you did permanently injure this man? You call yourself super. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes techs are out there like, saving shit you know yeah yeah and you know we thank them for that absolutely you know it's yeah. it's Surgical it's great awesome. when people care enough about their job and other human beings enough to intervene in situations like that we thank you for that you know yeah. so also just to throw this out there you know for people in general if you uh, if you want to become a surgical tech you only have to do two years of schooling and then mm. you're a tech and you're making good money. Holy shit. You're not making know. full RN money, but you're making good money. Okay. That's good to yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. How many years of schooling do you have to take before you can turn on the MRI machine? Because that's that's pretty fucking cool. I, I do think there I think that's a doctor. To, like, what is that? A, wait, well, let's look it up. Let's Google. Okay. Okay. MRI Cause, tech? Yeah. Cause I mean I know those things are dangerous and it can go horribly <laughs> wrong if you're um, it can't lacking be that dangerous. maturity. <laughs> I've seen videos online of those things like exploding and just pulling an entire room full of metal objects into it. It is a sight to behold. How I, to become an MRI <laughs> technologist. <laughs> I know it's some like wellness. Associates. Clinic. You get they associates and then okay. you get certified. You okay. go into a tech program and you get certified that way. Then you get, or I'm sorry, you get clinical experience and then you get your full certification and then you just have to get your state license for MRI. So not bad. See, so I want to do that and have a successful rap career. Cause you know how all rappers have like that certain thing that they do uh, on the side that they don't really brag about too much, but it's just kind of like be a DJ radiology. Yeah. 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 Radio DJ. So like, um, have you heard about how Big Boy from Outcast? He's a big fan of owls, and he trains them 
and has some. Of his I pets. really was hoping you would say that he's like a surgical technician. That, <laughs> like <laughs> Dr. Dre, actual yeah. doctor. Not many people. No, I'm kidding. I don't yeah. know. That's <laughs> he is an MD. Right, Let right. him perform eye surgery on you. I'm sure he's gotten an honorary doctorate from some college by now, but you know. Oh, he has to. Have. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a layup. That's just a layup. You gotta, you gotta bring in Dr. Dre mm-hmm. to give him a doctorate. That's just how you do. Um, yeah. yeah, I love that little detail about some rappers. You know, do you ever uh, encounter in your travels on YouTube um, this interviewer named Nardwar? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I so mean, he- I might recognize them if I like see them. His whole shtick is he is a very enthusiastic um, Canadian man who wears like basically golf clothing, uh, very plaid, very caddyshack. He interviews rappers and he scares a lot of them with the amount of knowledge that he has about their career uh, pre, you know, pre-fame. So that's fantastic. Um, there's a meme out there where he's interviewing J. Cole and he's talking about how J. Cole was the one that introduced Kendrick Lamar to Dr. Dre or something like that. And J. Cole, he just stopped the interview and just gave him this squint so hard. And he just like quietly (laughs) says, how'd you know that? Who told you that? (laughs) It's just fucking it. I think you might've sent me one of these videos at some point. (laughs) It sounds kind of familiar, but he's just, he's like a genuine, like just Scott Pilgrim character brought to life. And you know, one of the, one of the good ones and uh, (laughs) all the, all the rappers love being interviewed by him because he not only will ask you all these very specific questions about your career. He also will bring gifts and like, you know, give you stuff from your past and all that sort of thing. Like, I guess there was some VHS tape, that Snoop Dogg produced when he first started out. And it was the first thing he wrote and direct. And you can't find this thing on the, on the black market anywhere. You can't find any copies of it. It's called like smoke out volume one or something. Nardwar found a copy of it and he gave it to Snoop. And he was just so touched. He's mm. like, I'm going to give you a shout out. Yes, on my that's the one you, that's the one you sent me. I've okay. seen that one. That okay. was so good. Yeah. And he yeah, just does this for everybody. One. And it's so funny because like some of like the, the most um, intense, uh, rappers of, of the most recent generation, they basically almost come to tears when they see Nardwar because he's like their boys, like their homie or whatever. And it just, it's endearing. He's, that's cool. He's good for them and he's good for their image, you know? And I, I think that's just kind of cool how that plays out. But I digress. We've veered well, well off topic here. I don't think we had a yeah. topic yet. We didn't. No. Okay. Fine. So uh, to sum things up, Twitter, dumb. X, dumb. Um, they're not going to give it to you. Um, if you can't find it on your own, Elon can't deliver it to you. Knock, knock, open up the door. It's real. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, done. I'm sorry. <sighs> Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal is a video game from PlayStation. Uh, well, it was on a lot of PlayStation consoles. I, I don't know if it was a Sony-owned product or not. Anyway, um, have you ever played a Twisted Metal game in your gaming history? Yeah. I, you know, it's one of those I can't – I can honestly say that those were popular when I was young enough that I do not remember if I ever played them or if I just remember watching 
Chris play them. I can definitely so, say I never played I a know. full Twisted Metal game. I played the demo on those demo discs that they used to release in PlayStation Magazine from time to time. Because um, I just didn't care enough. I, that wasn't my type of game. It's a ve- vehicular uh, battle royale where you pick these uh, insane characters who have even more insane vehicles that they drive. For instance, there's a clown. His name is Sweet Tooth. He's on the cover of all of these games. Why is he on the cover? Because he's a clown and his head's on fire. What does he drive? An ice cream truck that's got a clown's head on top of it. That clown's head is also on fire. (laughs) Yeah, so there's no real... It's just... It's just clown guy. Yeah, it's it's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. Yeah. And these these vehicles, there's a truck, there's a NASCAR vehicle, there's a man who stands between two giant tires and is somehow strapped to them, and that's a vehicle. They fight one another, and it's called Twisted Metal. It's very violent, one of those type of games. They somehow made a series out of this starring Anthony Mackie and um, the young lady from... Brooklyn Nine Nine, whose name escapes me right now, Stephanie Beatrice. Wow, oh, I got yeah. that on my own. Look at me, uh, Stephanie Beatrice. Of course, from Encanto as well. Um, she and Anthony Mackie co-star, and it also features uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe as <laughs> Sweet Tooth. However, he's not doing the voice of Sweet Tooth. The voice of Sweet Tooth is Will Arnett. Now. This sounds like a terrible show. Everything about it that I've said so far sounds like, okay, this sounds pretty bad. It sounds like filler for Peacock just so they can put something on the streamer and make you subscribe. Here's the kicker. It's written by the same people that wrote the Deadpool movies. And it's funny. It's actually good. Is it? I didn't want to like this. I wanted to watch one episode on a whim just to say I saw it and talk about it on here. We watched the whole thing. All 10 episodes are out now on Peacock. And it's a fun show. I, wow. I'm Lex surprised. and Matt's Excellent Adventure, sponsored by Twisted Metal. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. But uh, it's, yeah, it's um, surprising how, how well done it is. And it, it's, it's definitely cut in such a way that allows for commercial breaks, almost as if they wanted to air it on, on regular television at some point. I don't know how they're going to do that because there's a lot I've- of violence and swearing I've and noticed some shows just do that too, and I don't know why. It's this it's the structure they're used to, I'm sure. The directors and the production team. Yeah, but, yeah. I think I've seen other shows that are just like strictly streaming do that. Yeah. So put this on your put this on your strike list um for shows to watch when you run out of stuff to watch. Because yeah, it's gonna be a while before we get, you know, TV back up and running again. Um as a side note, and it's weird to to bury this in this story. On a side note, um, there has there have been rumblings that they're going to sit down and have talks in the very near future, uh, both the writers and the actors guilds with the studios, and they may come to an agreement uh, by the end of this month. This month being August. Hopefully, so, hopefully yeah. is right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one's going to slip between the the. Uh, this one's going to slip between the cracks because they can't talk about it. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of shows are gonna are gonna have that, and this happened in the last writer strike too. Um, yeah, and that's you know, that's part of like I mean that's part of it. 
unfortunately things like that are going to happen and it sucks especially for all the people involved in productions um and i hope that if there are like you know if shows are canceled or whatever that they find new work quickly when it's all over but you know uh, it's it's part of getting shit done yeah yeah nev campbell is in this lex i don't know how they did that nev campbell is in a twisted metal tv Fucking what yeah. You know what they did? They paid her because yeah. <laughs> because the reason she didn't come back. Apparently, I still haven't seen the latest Scream. I need to, but apparently, the reason she didn't come back was she was like, "I carry this franchise, and you should pay me." <laughs> and I'm not saying it's right, but they didn't pay her, and then it was the most financially successful Scream they've ever put out, <laughs> which is pretty fucked. That's pretty fucked. But yeah, 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 yeah. but. You know, she's in it. I love her. I, I, I'm sad that she's not going to be in the new one, but I'm okay with her story being done too. Yeah. Another thing to, uh, to consider, and it's surprising how well this does, uh, fucking righteous gemstones, man. It's still good. I, it's on, it's on my list. I really want to see it. Kayla's been talking about it too. Like she wants to watch it. I've only seen a couple episodes. She hasn't seen any of it. So yeah, that one's definitely on our list. I know it yeah. got picked up for another season already. I think it did, and, it's and very, when that news came, very well, when that news came out, um, the episode that had just aired seemed like it was the season finale, but they came back with another episode, and I think they still have another one after this. So yeah, it's a uh, it's worth sticking around for. It's it's, it's it's a good show. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's it's at the top of my list. I just got to, I still haven't finished The Sopranos. A coworker of mine's working on that too. He just got to the last season. And you know what happens. Yeah, I'm on season five. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything to, to, yeah. to goad you in this direction, but you know how the show ends, basically. You've seen the memes. Right. Nobody nobody can get away from that. He doesn't the know. The last scene, at least. He has no you idea. Know, it, <laughs> I love that for him. Or hate it. But he doesn't know. He can't prepare himself for it. That's what I'm saying. We have to have a conversation as a a trading desk to decide whether or not we're going to warn him. But he's got to be out of the office at the time. And he's been there every day since we've made this revelation. So we're waiting. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think it's the worst case. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to tell him all like all you can tell him. This is how I would do it. If it was, if, it, if I was in that position of like deciding where to tell him, I'd be like, Hey, you know, you can go into it with whatever expectations you want, but just know that some people actually don't love the ending. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't think it takes away from the show itself. That's probably what I would say. So that you don't just, no. I mean, he's close to the end. So he is, know. he is. He's not going to stop. How many seasons does it have? Was it like eight, nine, something like that? Six. I'm looking up. Six. Okay. Oh, so, six. oh, so you're pretty close to the end too. Yeah, I am. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll discuss more. It's just one of those shows that, like, it's I I have to be in the mood for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can't watch too much of it at a time. I totally understand that. Yeah. Oh, Very the slow. days of the box sets. Oh, the glory days of catching it on a weekly basis. Having to wait through a long hiatus and Guess having what? it come back. <laughs> you got them. Let me tell you something, Matt. I'm, I'm you something. What's it got? 
about about my town, my town that I live in here now that I love <laughs> down the street from me. Yes, there is an independent video store. Hey, where you now. can buy and rent and Ooh. rent. You Ooh. can rent DVDs. <laughs> I love it. If you love like that. them, if you rent it and you uh-huh. like it and you want to buy it, they subtract what you paid in the rental towards your purchase. Speaking of old fashioned things like that, I heard today that even if you can't make it to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in, in New Jersey, the comic shop, mm-hmm. actually sign up for comic subscriptions through them. And they'll send them to you oh, anywhere yeah. in America, anywhere in the United States, the continental United States. Yeah. Um, now, this is not me saying that you should support them right away. Definitely support your local comic book shop. But right. if you don't have a local comic shop yeah. or your local comic shop is run by assholes because some people have that, too, then definitely. Consider- I used to have that. Yep. Yeah, you did. So, yeah. Consider yeah. consider reaching out to Kevin Smith or or even Milestone Comics in New York. They do the same thing. But if you want to, like you know, know your money is going to Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes and and supporting him and all his stuff, then yeah, the Secret Stash they got subscriptions now. And and I did DCBS for a while. I liked having comics. I forgot about it. Was really that. fun. Yeah, it was. I yeah. used to do them just for like first issues. Like they used to do these bundles. Um, like when the new 52 came out, they had like four different bundles where you oh, yeah. could get each first issue oh. um, of the new 52 sent to you without having to worry about hunting them down. I did that at oh, that yeah. point. And I think that was like, yeah, I wasn't going to third coast full time. That yet. was the era. That was the era that I was collecting and, and yes. reading comics a lot. And then I had a falling out with my, comic book store so i switched dcbs and i loved it i really joe, loved it it joe just Martin wasn't I. like <laughs> i think joe was the one who told me about it yeah i think you're right yeah yeah because i think maybe he put yeah. me on there too he and i had a lofty uh-huh. goal to review each issue of the new 52 <laughs> as it came out <laughs> I, I think maybe we got through like 12 issues each and just said you know what fuck this this Rob Life. A lot book. of it was not good. The ones that hit hit, but I think, man. I think Hawk and Dove broke me. I was like, this is some bullshit. Yeah, what were the this. ones that were the most memorable from that? Other Bat Batman was good in the new fifty. Was it was Batman good in the new fifty two? Batman was good. It was that it was either the run that started with um what is his name? Snyder. Not that oh, Snyder. Snyder, um, yeah. Greg Capullo yeah, and, and Scott Snyder. Yeah, yeah I think that started I think that, that, you know, that was it. That was it. That was that's like the Batman run for me. I fucking yeah. love that run. Yeah, with the quarter vowels and all that stuff. Um Oh man. I remember getting that and then like turning it upside down and Ryan and I were texting each other going, What the fuck is happening with this comic? <laughs> it was so cool. Um Animal Man was really popular in that. I'm going Animal through the list now. Yeah, Animal Man was Supergirl good. Supergirl was pretty good. Supergirl's always got some good runs. Um, it's unfortunate that Supergirl. The Flash. Flash was okay. It was good. Yeah. The artwork was some of the best Flash, though. Francis okay. Manipool. Yeah, yeah, Francis Manipool did a great job. Yeah. And I think, like, he flipped to writing um, after the New 52 yeah. was, like, you know, kind of winding down uh, because he just loved the character so much. 
But um, yeah. Well, Simone writing Batgirl. That was nice. That was good. Yeah, she does a great job. Man, sometimes I I really I go back to like do you, like I'm nostalgic for this now, and that's fucking <laughs> weird because this is 2000, 2011. Well, it's over a decade ago. There's um, I'm I'm it's it's weird because I'm getting into a a, a spot right now where I'm getting excited about comics again. Um, just slowly yeah. but surely, like little things just kind of. I'm jump trying out to do me. that too. And yeah. one of the things, like you mentioned, Supergirl. Supergirl over the years has had some fantastic runs that have come out yep. that have like been <gasps> from one end of the spectrum to the other. There was a run that was by Peter David. Let me tell you something. Yeah. This run, this run uh-huh. of Supergirl in the okay. New Fifty Two. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's why Ryan named his daughter after uh, Supergirl. That's really cool. Because that was really that same cool. time frame. I love that. Anyway, continue. Go ahead. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, there was there was this like kind of punk rock um, run of Supergirl that happened in the late nineties okay. when I first first started collecting comic books. That was really well done. It's like you didn't know if this was Supergirl, if this was like an, an alien doppelganger that had taken her place. That was almost like a a pre secret secret invasion sort of thing. Um, there was the New Fifty Two run, like you were talking about, which is great. Mm-hmm. There's one that really James good. Gunn has has vouched for that I started reading, which is phenomenal as well, called uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, written by Tom King. I'm adding that to my list. It's hard to track down Supergirl. because another is little- Is it digital? Tidbit, oh, yeah. You can get it from Hoopla and stuff like that, too. It's like on there. Because that's, yeah. that's where I'm reading most of my stuff. I don't have the space to collect books. like So I just want digital, you know? So Tom King- He's he's also a great writer in his own regard. He uh, had the difficult goal of following up after the uh, Snyder Capillo run of Batman, but his yeah. was also celebrated, you know. And th- I have a lot of those collected as well that I've I've kind of like poured through over the years. Um, man, didn't he write White Knight? I think so. I I think so too. I think that was the first book I read from him, and it was very good. Oh, I know what he like, wrote that I really loved. He wrote yeah. the Vision miniseries for Marvel that inspired a lot of what happened in WandaVision. Yes, I remember that one. Wasn't it like six uh, six comics or something? Like It was a very limited run. Yeah, it wasn't that long, but it was trippy. He also wrote the Mr. Miracle yeah. comic that everybody loved <laughs> about him and his wife, you know? Um Mm. And their, their romance and everything like that. And very well illustrated stuff. Looking, very well written, okay. of course. Uh, yeah, comics are great, guys. I mean, there's always something out there. And it's so funny because in the Discord and, channel, you were talking about getting some suggestions of stuff to pick up. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> here we yeah, are. Yeah, I, I miss it. I, I, I do miss it. Um, but I, sometimes I... Sometimes I don't know if it's do I miss the books or do I miss the feeling of going on Wednesday with my friends to get the books. Oh man, there's nothing like that feeling. That was such a good vibe in the middle of the week. You know, there's nothing yeah. like a good Wednesday afternoon of just going to the comic shop, picking up a nice stack of books, yeah. going home and getting yourself a good snack and just sitting down at the table and just reading all them motherfuckers when you should be doing the, your homework. The smell but, yeah. of the books. Like oh, every, it was just, and, and, you know, this time was when I just graduated from high school and stuff. So it was just like a, you know, yeah, it if was just, it was, I was making, 
friends with people that I, you know, have been friends with over a decade now. Yeah. If it wasn't work, because it would be work with all the planning and all the, you know, people and shit. Yeah. I would love to just get together with some folks on a Wednesday afternoon and just sit down and read comics. Maybe talk about them. I know. You know, maybe have some comics, something playing in the background, maybe some cartoons, snacks. I, I think that's why I get the urge to go buy like a stack of graphic novels or something too, because it's just that it is it, it like I love reading comics. I love comics. Like it, they're they're beautiful. They're wonderful. And like I read them on the iPad or whatever, but it's not the same. And it's it's the nostalgia combined. You know, like it's both the enjoyment of the book itself and the nostalgia you get reading it. So D and I, um, the initial idea we had, because we came up, we came up yeah. with this name and we wanted to do something with it, which was Core Demo, right? So of course it became the whole charity yeah. event that we talked about before. Um, but the initial idea for it was that we were going to have a coffee shop and comic shop combined in the one. And we would allow people because you know how they used to have borders back in the day where you could come in, you can yeah. get your coffee, you could read a book and nobody would like try to bully you out of there or anything like that. That was the yeah. idea. Basically we would have copies of, of comics in the common area, like, you know, one issue just sitting over there just because somebody's going to obviously mess it up, get coffee on it, something like that. Um, but we would just have like one burner copy of each book that came out that week over yeah. in the cafe area. Uh, so people can, you know, read them, put them back, read them, put them back, drink coffee, get the fuck out. Um, but we wanted that to be core demo. We wanted that idea, just that communal idea of coming in, being able to sit down with a book and read it, a comic and read it and not, you know, feel pressured to, to stand around or my, be awkward around people. My, that my dream would be that like, we could just, that we could just, I could just be a clerk there and I would make enough money to like sustain everything. And then I could just like, or co-own or whatever, just like, and just do that with you guys. <laughs> and I'm just like in the corner, just reading my own book or whatever, doing my own fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happened with- to note that Kayla used to be a barista and knows how to make delicious drinks. There you go. There you go. If you ever make this dream happen, I'm just saying you have, <laughs> access to I mean maybe we can open up next to the uh the video store and really just drive the nostalgia you know yeah yeah (laughs) dude that video store made me so fucking happy I spent like 30 bucks just because I was so happy to be there that's so great and it also reminds me of yellow jackets for reasons I won't say but yeah that's really cool yeah man I really want yellow jackets to come back I support the strike but I do miss it it's going to come back. It's just it's going to take a while. That's all. It's going to be a minute. Yeah, I know. <sighs> yep. Fuck. I can't help Any but think hero. of heroes every single time. I think of what we lost. I know. It ruined it. It ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Remember what we lost. God, least... we've done an entire hour and we haven't even looked at our notes. Except for once. It's true. We've, we've touched on it. Um, I mean, y'all know what's happening. Uh, <laughs> we were basically just going to talk Sometimes about Sometimes when we finish recording, we, like, we're in a daze. And I'm just like, afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck did we talk about? Do you do that? Because I do. Yeah. 
I forget. That means it was a good conversation. That's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> because you had things you wanted to share with your yeah. friend. What did you guys you talk about the show? Them. I'm like, just, I'm like, just, just all the stuff, all you the know, stuff. we just yes. talked about all the stuff. So let's knock these out real quick. David Zaslav is still a yeah. dick. Um, you know, of course the strike is yeah. going on as we've been talking about ad nauseum since we've been back. Yeah. Um, he decided during their earnings call to drop this little tidbit, shined up this turd real nice and said that the strikes have, have saved Warner Brothers more than $100 million because they haven't had to pay anybody. Wow. Isn't that great right. for Warner Brothers? And that, and, and yeah. That savings happens right now in the short term, but much like a lot of stupid fucking business owners, he's not thinking of the long term at all, which is he's not producing any content. <laughs> right, right. He's going to run. You out save a hundred million dollars now, you earn nothing six months from now. Right. I think I might have told you this uh, over chat, but people just do not trust Warner Brothers right now. The Venture Brothers movie that came out to wrap up the whole series uh, that just dropped on, on um, Blu-ray and it was almost impossible to find it anywhere because it's sold out because people know that since he pulled the rug from up under so many different shows, including venture brothers, which is not available to view on, on uh, max right now, that mm-hmm. that movie could have been destroyed within days of its release to try to like, you know, get some mythical tax refund or some bullshit like that. Yeah. So everybody was snatching up every copy they could find, including me. So, and it's a good movie. Too, oh, no, that's smart. Yeah. Oh, I've never seen any of that. I know Joe really wanted me to watch it, but I just never got around to it. Yeah. I mean, some of it hasn't aged well, but some of it is I've still fucking parts. brilliant. Yeah. You got to see. Yeah, the whole thing. I've seen parts of it, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if like. Well, I also was like, I I didn't like you know Johnny Quest or anything like that. So like a parody of it, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. It starts out like that, but you got to think of it more like this is the tick, basically. You know, it's the tick with an ongoing yeah. storyline. All these pieces don't make sense immediately, but you will be satisfied if you stick with it long enough. You know. Yeah. If you do want to ever, ever want to come Fair back enough. to it. Anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, Zazlav's still a dick. Uh, Stephen Amell somehow has decided to go full on heel, uh, just like his character on his show, <laughs> and not only go to Comic-Con and promote his show, which he's not supposed to be doing, but also said some bullshit about the strike being, quote, a reductive negotiating tactic and myopic. So um, since this story hey. dropped, Someone on, yeah, someone on Twitter just said like he's he's not an asshole. He's just dumb, basically. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. I kind of get that vibe. That's right. Yeah. He's been a company man. My thing about Stephen and Mellon, as soon as we heard about this, it's not like oh he's an asshole and he's only out for himself. It's he's always been this guy. Every video he's dropped behind the scenes from Arrow, he's always talking about you know how he wants to be. Uh, the leader because he's first on the call sheet and he really takes that to heart and he wants to stick up for everybody and be the best he can be mm-hmm. and all that shit. So right. it's misguided. It's definitely misguided. He's wrong and he should have kept his mouth shut, but it's misguided. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it does feel like, nah, yeah, it, it feels like ignorance more than anything, but whatever. He's a, he's a, yeah. Yeah. 
he's, he's, he's going to destroy his career. He really needs to stop. He does. After that initial thing that he said, he should have come out and just said outright, I said things the wrong way. I stand with my union. I'm good. That's it. And then he left did. it. Left it. He kind of did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He didn't he leave did it. it. No. 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 <laughs> no. He didn't leave it. He kept going on. He's like, oh, it's hurting the ones that aren't the big. And like he ended up inadvertently promoting his shit again. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, honestly, he gives the vibe he gives me is that he was almost taking advantage of a story like creating a story so that he could promote a show yeah. while there's yeah. not really a lot of content out there, which is, which is fucked. Mm-hmm. But again, as I said in the, in the discord, nobody's watching it anyway. It's on stars. So whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Steven, you can do better. You have failed this industry. A lot of people made that joke. I'm not the first, so we'll just move on. Um, uh, Let's see. Seth MacFarlane is joining many other celebrities, including Dwayne The Rock Johnson, in donating to the Entertainment uh, Emergency Fund, which is helping those people you just mentioned uh, who are suffering because of the strike that don't have, um, you know, that 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 cushion to fall back on as they strike, as they stand up for what's right. So, you know, kudos to guys like him. And you know what? I know a lot of people are sacrificing. A lot of people are donating and that sort of thing. But I'm glad that big names are standing up and doing something about it now and not just, you know, your day players and and your extras and stuff like that. Like, I saw a story today that made a big deal about the fact that Adam Sandler was on the picket line. It's like, yeah, he's an actor. He should be out there. That's exactly right. He should, but it it does look really good because you don't. Like Tom Cruise hasn't gone out in the picket line and shit. Like these really big guys, you're not seeing them out there, and that's huge. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Tom Cruise is um, he's he's kind of in the same boat as Stephen Amell, except he's got enough people around him to tell him to shut the fuck up. That's yeah, all. he's he tells the line. It's really weird. I and funny enough, I really think he would be a huge factor if he did go out there and picket. If he did fully get into it he would he would but he's also very sensitive about his height so who knows if he wants to be photographed next to don't put me next to a sign that will give you an indication that i'm short (laughs) exactly look like i look like i'm carrying a a big lollipop like a number of and i can't tell you to go see the new mission impossible movie but i won't tell you to not see it those movies are rad as fuck they are fucking rad yeah, they are. It always ends up. And I haven't even something. seen the last like two or whatever, but they're so fucking fun. No, nah, man, I saw Fallout. That shit was awesome. He jumped across like a building, broke his foot. Yeah, they had to stop filming for months. But I've they seen got the footage scene. of him breaking it. God, oh my damn. god, he's so fucking cool. I mean, it sucks too because in a world where he's doing stunts like this, hanging off of trains and airplanes and shit, we got games like Uncharted where that stuff's in there, it's been in there for years, then they make uh-huh. an Uncharted movie and it's just weak sauce. It's so disappointing. It's so sad. But- Imagine if he was Nate Drake. I don't care about the age thing. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I would be fine with that if they had a, an age-appropriate Sully. As, as long as it was yeah, a Sully's in a wheelchair in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Get Sully a walker. 
I mean, get get like um, Martin Sheen as Sully or something like that. I'm down. I'm cool. Let's let's make it happen. Yes, that would have been funny. (laughs) Martin Sheen, boy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I guess that's it, man. I mean, this this there's a lot going on, but there's not a lot going on. Um, Yeah. Rest in peace to uh, Paul Rubin, Pee Wee Herman, of course. Tony Bennett. I'm going to cut Did it. Did someone else die? Angus Cloud, the actor from Euphoria, he passed as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's sad. That, yeah, that was really was, sad. All of these were a surprise um, for, for different reasons. We won't go into it, but, you know, um, it's sad. The loss of life is absolutely sad. And losing these these people who had such a positive effect on the people around them uh it's it's just a tragedy um of course Pee Wee Herman he's influenced so many people that I'm a fan yeah. of um you know he's friends with a lot of people in the comedy world uh a lot of people also don't realize the fact that the Pee Wee Herman character was uh created by himself and Phil Hartman um when they were doing um improv at the Upright Citizens Brigade it was a show that they put on and it just so happened, of course, that Paul Rubin played the character. So he got the most credit. Right. But yeah, Bill Hartman was a big part of that. He was it's a that, that early um, alternative comedy type of thing that was just like, it was, it was different and it was weird and it was so influential. It was. Yeah. And the fact that he parlayed that into such a successful uh, brand and kids show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, then the very successful Tim Burton movie. Um, wow! I, I always forget it was Tim Burton. I'm, I'm not going to lie; I always forget. It is such an easy connection to make if you remember Edward Scissorhands and that that kind of vibe. Because yeah. outside of like you know the the leather daddy aspect of Edward Scissorhands, it's basically another mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman movie. You know, yeah, no, that's true. And it's not that's not a bad thing. Like, no, they're all no, enjoyable no. films. Um, yeah, yeah. But thankfully, it wasn't Tim Bird's creation, or else we never would have seen Cowboy Troy. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> so, I'm. I'm glad that um, that Paul Rubens was able to have privacy at the end of his life, and he. It sounds yeah, like too. he was sick for a while. Um. And he he even like in his last you know, statement to people was kind of like, was kind of saying, forgive me for being private, but you know, I'm glad that he had that because he wanted it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, somebody who I've recently found out was a big fan of his is, um, what's his name? Phil, uh, the guy that created, uh, everybody loves Raymond. Oh, Rosenthal. Rosenthal. Yeah, Yeah. Phil Rosenthal. Um, big fan of Pee Wee Herman. So much so that as soon as he got famous enough to meet Paul Rubin, he's like, we're best friends now. And <laughs> you can't cool. do anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get a chance to listen to that podcast? Um, what's basically somebody for you, Phil, but the podcast. No, I haven't listened Naked to Lunch. it. That's what's called Naked Lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, I, no, I did. Okay. I listened to an episode of that. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, uh, that's a good show. I like that one as well. I love him. And he had a uh, he had Phil, he had Paul Rubin on, and uh, yeah, just a real personable guy. I mean, you know, he had 
a little bit of a decline in his career at one point. Um, Has was he ever on Mark Maron's podcast? I don't know, but I'd be surprised if he wasn't because Mark Maron, I mean, that just seems like somebody he'd have on. But then again, of course, when somebody passes away like that, Maron usually uh, replays the episode. Yeah, yeah, he re-releases it. Yeah, so maybe not. It's weird because but. his it first, what the fuck is the first thing that popped up, but like I'm not seeing it unless he re-released huh. it. No, maybe okay. he didn't have him on there. Yeah. But I'm sure he'll talk about him on the most uh, on the newest episode. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. So of course, um, I mean it's, yeah, yeah. So rest yeah. in peace to those individuals. Um, yeah, I mean they'll be missed, and their their impact on their respective industries was. Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, my voice went out. Okay, it's well, that's a good indication that it's time to stop. <laughs> <laughs> So that being said, folks, thank you for listening. Um, we're still on Patreon. A lot of you already know that, and we are very appreciative of that because it helps us keep the lights on, both literally and figuratively. And you, by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash Lex and Matt, can be part of our Discord server where you get to talk to us all the time, and we have a good time in there. We share pics, pics of our pets we share funny jokes and memes, stuff that you can't get anywhere else because you know what? We don't know what social network platforms you guys like anymore. So come meet us on yeah. Discord. I would argue Discord is like the best way to get a hold of us um, too. Like we're just the most active on there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I love our Discord. It's really great. Everyone's so cool people. in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, get special guests from time to time. Folks peek their head in, say, hey, duck uh-huh. right back out. But that's all right. We still love them. Some people just lurk, and I love that for them. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing you got to take into consideration, too. The internet. People do just tend to just like to hang out, you know, and just enjoy the show. Just I like love you're doing that, now. though. I think that's great. It's whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you feel comfortable with, you know? You do you, boo. Exactly. We're not going to pressure you. Like, hey, what do you say about this, Steve? <laughs> No, no. Jackson. You can just be a lovely observer. That's right. And unless you're an asshole, we'll never kick you out either. If you can only do a month <laughs> on the Patreon, don't worry about it. It's fine. You're in the club. Don't worry. You're in the club. Don't even don't even worry about it. Just come on down. Still selling fake doors. All right. That's enough. Yeah. I'm getting silly. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm Matt Peters. Thank you, guys. And I'm Lex Lutz. She is. Be excellent to each other.